first reaction saying, I am so sorry, I'm gonna support you in any way I can. We will figure it out. And even telling that person, please go, we will follow up with everything you need to know. I'll connect with our people team, what you're eligible for, what we can do. And so what that's committing to is that support, that immediate support, providing that care and providing the commitment to have the conversation and then circling back to have that conversation are three things that managers can do in any situation. Welcome to In Conversation series presented by Support Now, where we dive into the messy middle of life's tough times and learn how everyday people make it through. Today, Jordan chats with Ashley Hurd of Manager Method about how to show support when grief shows up in the workplace. Do you or someone you know need support right now? Support Now is an online platform that helps supporters to provide relief in the form of money, meals, and more to individuals and families in tough times. Through a single online experience, supporters can direct their compassion in meaningful ways. Support Now helps people show up when it matters the most. Start a free registry today at supportnow.org. Good morning, Ashley. Hello, Jordan. Thank you so much for being here. I'm glad to be here. Ashley, you are such an exciting guest for me because I love talking about life's toughest times. And you have a really interesting point of view that we don't often talk about, which is what happens when life gets tough in the workplace? And you have galvanized quite an audience through Instagram, through Manager Method. And first, I'd love for you to share a little bit more for everyone on what Manager Method is. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, Manager Method is, it's not just a social media account, it's my business, where everything I do is to help upskill managers to become people leaders. So my background has been in legal and then HR. I loved HR much more than legal. Legal is very much win-loss, a lot of emotions involved. But in HR, I've been able to proactively help, help managers understand this is why you might do something or say something or think about different perspectives. And I've had a career quilt where I've seen a number of industries, but I've also seen that managers often have the same question, no matter if they're on their feet in a restaurant, if they're a senior partner at a consulting firm, it's how to have difficult conversations or how to handle situations when a manager may be trying to get work done but the important undercurrent that manager method we talk about is getting work done in the right way and recognizing that your teams are made up of humans. Right. And I think that that's such a good point. I mean, managers, they have such a difficult job, right? They're there obviously for performance, making sure a team is accountable to a particular workload, KPIs, results. And as you talk about, when we talk about HR, there is a human side of human resources. There's a people side of people ops that of course we want to, or companies want to instill in their managers, especially those frontline managers. And there are not often playbooks for when life's toughest times occur. And that puts a manager in a really difficult position, at least I'd imagine. The first place that I wanna to start today is kind of like a role play with you, right? Where an employee goes to their manager and they say, something terrible's happened. I found out my mom is sick with cancer or someone I loved has just died, or a sibling I, a sibling of mine just got in a, in a horrible accident. You hear those words, what immediately comes to your mind? Well, I'll tell you what comes to mind for a lot of managers and what I see frequently, and then I'll tell you what ideally could or should come to mind. 
So often when this happens to a manager, a manager's immediate thought is myself, meaning them. Okay, well, I have this, whether it's I have a shift I have to fill, I have a schedule that's planned out, we have a project that my boss's boss is holding me accountable to. And so they're not thinking about what's happening to this person, how it's impacting them. They're thinking about, well, how's this going to impact me and my career? And people have a lot of thoughts and a lot of comments about that. But I also say it's a byproduct of being human, especially if you haven't had the training or you haven't been there before. The most empathetic managers often are transformed into that when they have a life experience and they realize, oh, and they think back to those moments that they didn't provide the support that they wish now that they had themselves. Right. And so frequently it's the conversation of what do you want me to do? How are we going to handle this? And quickly that conversation is about work purposes or you don't have any time off. So what are you going to do? And so there's not even that immediate recognition of the impact this is having for someone. The flip to that is sometimes managers try to be, I'd say, not overly empathetic, but give and say, oh my gosh, take, take all the time you need. Don't worry about anything ever. And then, and then they, they go off and there's not a conversation and the manager's trying to do everything themselves and the person's been gone and there's no communication whatsoever. Right. And that is an ideal. I wish we could all have that at work. But one of the challenges is then that manager a month, two months down the road in the rare circumstances says, well, this person's been out. We've been paying them. What's the situation? And HR will say, well, where are they? I had no idea that they were out. No one ever told us that. So now the, this is what they're entitled to. This is what they're not entitled to. And so sometimes you see really extreme reactions from managers, right. either really focused on the business and that person just, it adds to their stress or this general promise, not knowing what the person might be entitled to or having that conversation internally. Yeah. So when it happens, I think the most important thing a manager can do is separate everything out into know that things will be okay. You've gotten through your career and work everything today. Things can get figured out, but recognize that humanity and what that person is likely feeling. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where that individual falls on their org chart, people, their family org chart, meaning that Sometimes someone may be devastated over the loss of their pet when they may not know, you know, a grandparent that has bereavement leave. So thinking flexibility about things like this. But the first reaction saying, I am so sorry, I'm going to support you in any way I can. We will figure it out. And even telling that person, please go, we will follow up with everything you need to know. I'll connect with our people team, what you're eligible for, what we can do. And so what that's committing to is that support, that immediate support and also getting back with the communication. And that may be talking to HR and people, okay, what are they eligible for? Do we have any flexibility? What does that look like? But providing that care and providing the commitment to have the conversation and then circling back to have that conversation are three things that managers can do in any situation while being supportive, but also not promising something and then not communicating internally. Yeah, that's such valuable advice. And I, I encounter that myself where you have managers that, want to give you the world and you know that they can't and then managers that are focused on the business and unfortunately they just can't see past what this means for their own purposes which is like you said it's that's very human what would you say to employees though that may be reluctant to share a tough time that they're going through again like you mentioned tough times can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people how do you encourage an employee to speak up about something that's going on that might be impacting their output and their, or their productivity. It's having that conversation, but also it's the trust. And sometimes people go through the toughest circumstances and they recognize 
this workplace or this manager relationship isn't for me. But sometimes the best you can do is to meet someone where they are. And if you have a boss that is a boss, and I use that term intentionally, that, you know, focuses on things getting done, that's someone you're like, I wouldn't share, I wouldn't share a tuna fish sandwich with this person. I certainly don't want to share this news that's incredibly personal to me. Right. But if you're in a situation where you want to keep your job, you also need to take some time off and you're not sure how that's going to go. Ideally, that you have somebody at work you can talk to, whether that's a colleague that's gone through something similar. How did you navigate this? Or whether that's your HR or people team. I need help with this and I want to make sure I have the conversation in the right way. Right. I also recognize people don't always have that. So if you're in the situation and you have to talk to your boss or you feel like you're choosing between just going through the motions and not doing anything or talking to your boss, it can be meeting them where they are and saying, this is what's come up. It's incredibly personal. My job is incredibly important to me, but I also have to be there for my family. And so I need to figure out what I can do. I have to take some time away, but I, I want to be here. I want to work long term. And again, I don't think people should have to be so deferential or saying that, but you always find yourself in the situation that you are. Right. And so at the very least, showing that commitment to your manager and reiterating how personal the need is to you sometimes is the choice that people have to make to be able to take that time away. What happens when a manager can sense something that's off? What phrases, how can you condition an environment as such so that a manager would feel comfortable sitting down with their employee mentioning that? Because again, it, it can be awkward and you want to maintain a professional setting. And if you're seeing things that feel off, what advice are there particular talk tracks that you recommend? Like, how should you lead in that particular case? Leadership really starts before there's a need. And so leadership is whether you have new employees to the team, whether you've been a new manager to a team, or whether you've been working with people and you just think, you know what, I haven't had a conversation like this and it's important to. It's a one talk track. Some things you should say <laughs> is in a meeting to your team to say, and again, you can flex it based on whether there's, oh, there's some new people on the team, or even just saying, We've worked together for a while, and I just want to say this because hopefully this is understood, but in case it's not, I'd rather have the conversation today than never have it or have it when it's too late. Mm -hmm. But to say, as a manager, my role includes making sure work gets done. And that's, you know, I try to do the best I can of making sure your workloads are manageable, that you understand what's expected of you. But it's also my job is to make sure work gets done in the right way. And each of you all are humans and have very real lives inside and outside of work. And you may feel differently about what you want to share, what you don't want to share. And so I don't want to set up an environment where people feel compelled to share things that they don't. But I want to say this now, because if there is an instance when you come to work, you know, you're not going to be 100% every day. Right. Sometimes you're going to come and be able to cruise. Other times there's going to be things on your mind. And so in those situations, I want you to feel comfortable telling me. I'm 80% today. I'm going to do the best I can. I just want to be clear about that. And you don't have to tell me why you're 80%. You're welcome to. But I want you to feel comfortable knowing that I understand that we are all humans and that there's times I'm going to say, oh, we have to get stuff done. But at all times, I want to make sure it's in a way that brings you up and doesn't break you down. That's something you can say at the outset, but the important is following through on that. And to tell employees, to plant that flag, to say, just like you can come to me, if I sense something's going on, if there's in a, if you're making mistakes, I'm not just going to assume that you don't know what you're doing or things like that. It's important for me to understand what's going on. Right. And so if I come to you and I ask, what's going on? Are you doing okay? 
again, you can choose how you respond altogether. But I want to feel comfortable opening that door. So if there's things you want to say, you know, I'm not right now and I'm trying my best. Okay, understood. How can I support you? And I will follow through on that. Others of people say, this is what's going on. This is the information. I am here. I can also help direct you to resources here. Our EAP, which is an employee assistance program, if your organization has one of those. But having managers understand what resources are available and start that at the outset. So when you have to have those conversations or you feel compelled to, people expect and it doesn't come out of nowhere. So lay the foundation. That's what I'm hearing. Like lay the foundation early for that. What are some of the habits that a manager can form though to ensure that they are consistently reminding their employees that they're there? Like what are some either daily or weekly tactics that you would recommend so that they can build that environment and that trust? Some of the weekly, I'd say weekly, bi-weekly, depending, um, even daily, depending on the environment, is having meetings with your teens and with individuals. And people say, oh, that's very basic. Well, it should be. But also, the, one of the things of posting on social media is you see comments of how many people do not have you know, regular one-on-one -on -one discussions or communications, whether you're in-person, hybrid, remote, with your manager. And so having those check-ins, either again, not having them if you have time off or shortening them if needed, but having those regular check-ins and have a part of that be truly checking in. How are you doing? How are you managing your workload? How are things going? And getting people comfortable sharing what they're comfortable with. But so having those as that habit and keeping those, having active listening. Again, you'd be shocked the comments of people that say, I have this one-on-one. -on -one, and literally my boss is like looking at seven screens and you're like the whole thing, I feel like I'm bothering them. And a lot of managers, one of the things I've heard is managers that will say, it never occurred to me that, that might be distracting. And so focusing on someone, giving them your time in your teams, opening up conversations with your teams. So having those can be helpful. And on a daily habit, especially if you're in person, is going and talking to people, like thinking to yourself, do I kind of have my favorites? I'm only stopping by like this person's desk and I just, you know, brush by everybody else. You know, it doesn't have to be the start of a sitcom where you're like giving the wave to everybody <laughs> at the beginning, but but thinking about how you're sharing your time and are you just checking in and talking with people and showing your face to others or just checking in with people, sending them messages at times just to say, how are you doing? And not, I need a call. This is what I need from you. But just making sure you're having those communications. So what about the inverse? What about when an employee senses that a manager's off? You, if you build the type of environment that you're talking about, it's natural for empathy to be flowing both ways. Yeah. What advice would you give to an employee that senses that maybe their manager's off or something's going on that's maybe affecting their energy, the way they're talking to people, again, their output as well? Yeah, that's a great question because managers' jobs, they aren't easy. And there's a reason that now the data has shown, even just in the last couple of weeks, younger generations don't want to become managers because it looks so challenging and you're expected to grow six arms, be an octopus and solve all these challenges. And so, and you often see comments of like, everyone's like, my manager's the worst. But so some of this is for managers, as you show your leadership, you can end up being that boss people have never had in their careers and they always think about. But also for employees to be able to say to a manager and check in and say, is everything okay? I know, I also know you don't have an easy job. And if there are things we can do, you know, just like you say, we're not always 100%, you aren't either. Right. And it takes a lot of trust. It also takes an understanding that employees with that power dynamic, they may be afraid to say something. And so other things managers can do to, as you say, plant the flag, have the foundation, is to say to employees, you know, just like you're out here trying your best, I am as well. 
in people management, there's no full playbook for this. Right. And so there may be times I'm coming in, I'm not 100%. And so if you see me in those situations and you want to check in and be like, is everything is everything okay? That is a question that's welcome as well. It, but also making sure that you're living that out when people actually do that. Yeah. Because saying that is great. But then if someone comes to you, not snapping at them, or like, I'm just busy, recognizing everything it takes for an employee to get the courage to come to their manager and check in and have that level of care. What do you say to the employee that may not be in a circumstance where they have a great manager and they're going through something tough and they don't feel like they're getting the support? What's the best practice? I mean, the best practice isn't an ideal practice. It's, again, figure things out. Is there somebody else in the workplace? Are there options that you can take some time away? For any of those watching in the U.S., it's more challenging because the eligibility for paid leave can be limited. Right. So a lot of people have to make that choice. And so I'm going to speak to those people that don't have an option to take themselves out of the workplace. But I do think it's important to be able to talk to your HR team to see what access you have. Mm -hmm. Is there something that even you're, you're not aware of, your manager's not aware of? And sometimes HR has to look into it because people aren't always wizards to know what everyone's entitled to. But getting a sense of that, but sometimes your best is, okay, what can I do in this situation? And so are there others at work I can find that I can talk to? Again, talking to your manager and saying and reiterating, this job is very important to me. This is what I need. Can I take a couple of these days off? Really putting it out. And again, you, I never think any employee should have to be in a position where you're truly asking in that way to have human support. But when people find themselves in that position and probably longer term, that's when they're going to be open to work and looking at their resume. Yeah. But doing what you can in that moment and to say, okay, can I take off a Thursday and Friday so I can go spend some time with my family? What can I do? Is there someone at work I can talk to? Is there an employee assistance program that I can at least get some help to be able to manage this with more professional help? Yeah. Those are some of the choices I think people have that aren't the best, but are the best you can do in that situation. My question is, do you feel like supporting employees in tough times, has it gotten easier or harder in this more remote environment? I think it's gotten harder. And I think it's harder on both sides because I do think there's the real data about the loneliness epidemic. Mm -hmm. And so being remote, there's a lot of benefits to that and having flexibility and not having to commute again, go on social media and see everything people talk about about remote work. And I think it's really true. Mm -hmm. But I also think it can be harder to build connection rapport, understanding. And so if you have a manager that, you know, maybe you have your weekly one-on-one -on -one with, bi-weekly, maybe not. When you have these tough times, people think, I don't know two facts about my manager. I certainly don't know how to share this. I do think that's become more challenging and why it's so important for managers and teams to have some of that connection and have the video. And when they, you have the opportunity to get together in person periodically to build that, so that employees can truly look you in the eye and have that support and build that more organically than being fully remote always. In your own personal experience, has there been anything that you've seen from a company that just knocked it out of the park in terms of maybe, again, maybe it was you yourself that was going through a tough time or an employee or a friend of yours that was going through a tough time and the company just responded the right way? Like, what did they do? What made it exemplary? What does that look like? I mean, when I was straight out of college, pretty much, I was at 23 years old. I was doing cold calling sales in Washington, D.C., and I found out one Friday morning at work that my mother had been diagnosed with leukemia and was already in the hospital, was going to be, ended up being in the hospital for quite a while. 
And I was at my desk and I just remember my cubicle thinking like, I just want to be myself out of here. I'm dating myself a bit. But one is my colleague because we had a team that was very close. My colleague came over and immediately gave me a still friendly to this day. And then a manager came over and literally said, you know, go home, take care of it. We'll talk next week. Again, that not promising anything, we'll talk next week. And she said, my, she'd had a, a brother that had passed away unexpectedly. And I know how important it is to have support. And sometimes you just have to focus. So go home, we will take care of things. And that level and, and literally able to go home. And then I'd started a, a sales role. And so no worries about me flying in out of Louisville where my parents were. And there was just a lot of conversation and communication about what I could do to be there for my family while also getting my job done. I just moved into a new role. And, and I vocalized and said, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And one in particular, I still am very close with to this day that had said, let's try to make it as manageable. And if it's not, then it's not, but let's at least try and see what we can do to help you out. And I ended up being able to see my family work in this new role and having that conversation, communication and unwavering support I will never forget that de literally decades later. Yeah. yeah. What happens, and that's a beautiful story. Thank you. And what happens when, like a situation like that, you have a lot of friends and colleagues that hear the news and they want to do something. What role should the manager have in allowing employees to show support? And what does that support look like? Like, what are some things that you've seen companies do a really good job of when it is impacting more than one person? Because even if they don't know the person that's going through the thing, they wanna help the person that is feeling that. Any best practice there? I think having a resource, a resource like support now, having a, a resource, because I do think in some parts, one of the truisms in HR you'll see is like, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Things start out great and then all of a sudden it's hard. So a manager, oh, I'll collect this or this person on the team will collect this. What are they doing with the money? What I mean, that's those are some of the things that can happen and everything meant to be good can be hard. Oh, well, is it everyone, you know, everyone please go around and pay $20. Well, I don't have $20, I have this. So having it be voluntary, having a third party you can point people to. Because a lot of people, lawyer Ashley, before I got into HR, I probably would talk a lot about equity and fairness. And it is important to have things like consistency and not treat people differently based on different protected classes. But HR actually recognizes people in the workplace, grief, tough times in life, they don't tend to come with convenient times. They often will come one on top of the other. And so you have people that just are really going through it. And so being able to, as a manager, point people to resources and say, this is completely voluntary. We want to provide this than having that. And there's some teams that will bound together and they will go above and beyond, meaning people on the team will be signing up to have those meal trains and things like that. But having that resource so it's not expected, it's not required, it's completely voluntary, but having that third-party avenue can really thread the needle to show that level of support. Right. Because people want to help. You know, they find out that your mom just got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. They have this expressed desire. Yeah to do something and you have to give them an outlet to do that while also protecting your privacy, right? Your space to begin grieving, whatever that is. And again, because grief isn't always lost. Grief right. is just kind of the shift that this new normal that you're now entering into while also being cognizant of that everyone still has a job to do. So we can't be too distracted because ultimately this is the workplace. So I think that that's sound advice. I also wanted to ask you, for managers that 
may view HR as not having the appropriate resources. What's the best approach to talk to HR to say, hey, I've dealt with a couple of employees lately that are maybe have just gone through loss and maybe their bereavement plan isn't great, or there aren't enough resources that they feel like they can point their employee to. What should a manager do in that circumstance where perhaps the company at the HR level, at the chief level, they don't yet have that? Yeah, I think it's all too common. Frequently, as I post videos or things like that, people say no HR is like that ever. People I've worked with in the workplace can tell you I'm very much the same person on you know, screen that I am in person. And there's a lot like that, but there's also a lot that are. And it can feel very personal, especially when you have something like loss and you know you have a gruff HR person that doesn't get back to you and finally says, well, this is our briefment policy. You're not eligible because they're not in this very specific definition under the policy. And so as a manager having those conversations, it's often not HR that sets the policy. It's often you look at the CEO, CFO, or others in finance, HR together. And people too often don't think about things until they experience it personally. And so some things that can be helpful are those, or can be a silver lining to that great cloud is to have someone, for example, they have a very personal loss, but that person isn't covered by the bereavement policy. And to say, how do we handle this situation? Is there a way we could think about that? I've worked now with half a dozen or more organizations working on their policies, but in part their bereavement policy to talk about this and often adding language that says, if you have a loss in this, you know, may fall outside of these individuals, please reach out and we will discuss what we can provide. And the organization said, you know, that doesn't tend to happen too often, but it's so appreciated because it can make a loss feel much worse if it doesn't look like it's recognized by your employer. But so as a manager saying, hey, we've had this, what would that look like to consider having some flexibility? It depends on the organization, but I've had multiple times, whether it's leaders that then go through something, they say, I have no idea we did not have this specific benefit or this is how things are. And so taking the silver lining to that to say, could we think about shifting it or providing some? And I know the employment lawyers, HR will say, you got to treat everybody the same, got to be considered. But I say, you know, sometimes people really go through it. And I, at the end of my day, would generally be happier defending, going above and beyond for an employee that truly needed and fell outside of some writing than saying, you know, we have to follow the letter of the law. We can never deviate whatsoever. That tells me, let's rewrite the law. Right. Beautiful. As you're talking, I'm just thinking about this Maya Angelou quote that I'm sure you're familiar with. It's like, people will, won't remember what you say or what you did. They'll remember how you make, how they made you feel. Right. And it's to summarize a lot of what I've heard today, like that's At its core, while a manager may not be able to control everything from a resources point of view or from what they can do, when you lead with empathy and you have that foundation of trust and you're able to do check-ins regularly to know that, you know, a tough time isn't one moment in time. It stays with you. It just like grief. Grief stays with you. You grow into it. You grow, you grow around it. And to lead with that level of empathy over time is what ultimately allows you to keep that lasting impression of people as a positive figure of what you want a manager to be. So thank you for all of that. You are you just have such great insights. It's so clear that all of these different chapters that you've accumulated over your career has led you to Manager Method to provide these great insights in a way that's very, very relatable for managers, for HR leaders, and frankly, for anyone that just wants to get a little bit better at the people side of the business. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. I'm going to do a little rapid fire with you. You ready? I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. One word to describe a good manager. Human. Best way to support an employee in a tough time is? Talk to them. 
What's the most important core value an employee should look for in a company? Authenticity. One thing you wish people understood about being a manager? Challenging. <laughs> okay. Best gift for a manager, coffee or wine? <laughs> I'll say coffee. I'll say, I'll say coffee because, I'll say coffee because, again, we'll be <laughs> <laughs> lo loaded for many people. And um, so I'll say, I'll say coffee. Okay. That's, that's the lawyer. And that is, that's again, I have to, I have to. And it's again, knowing the people that get that and they're like, this is like, I've, I'm 10 years sober. So, okay. So let's celebrate that. In my, yeah. Um, name a company you admire. I really admire young brands. And I've worked there, so I'll give that full disclosure. But one of the reasons I really admire is that one of the things they did, they have a recognition culture. When I started, I was like, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? And it meant something, which is really the important stuff. It's not yes. just words on a wall. But one of the things they did was that once a month, they would have recognition parade. This was in the restaurant support center. So it's all about supporting those in restaurants. But restaurant support center, they'd have this parade and it would be led by like an executive, other employees. And then there was a pre-K and it was like real loud, real loud with these noises, but they'd surprise people and give recognition to them and surprise them. And it was so exciting. But the other part of that is that everybody in the entire company globally is encouraged to have their own recognition award. So it doesn't matter what your role is in the org chart, you create it. And there's no time bound part of that. Yeah. You know, you and I could work together on something and I say, I want to recognize Jordan for doing this. I may do this in a meeting. And so everyone has their own. I'd worked in the magazine industry, so I created a mock-up magazine cup and, and I'd get a small little budget for it. Cool. But what that meant is that people truly recognized people outside their teams, up, down, all over. And there was this gratitude that was there that absolutely permeated everything. And it helped in that environment where you are going out there and serving guests. So that was an area where I really saw the company walking the talk. I love it. I love it. And last question. As a leader and a professional, how do you want people to remember you? Uh, authentic. I will say the same thing for companies that I want people to say about me. Thank you, Ashley. I really appreciate it. And I encourage everyone to check out Manager Method for more tips, knowledge, and it, per your perspective. So thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate what you're doing. Everything with support now. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to In Conversation series by Support Now. We hope today's journey has provided insights and strategy for times of grief. Remember, if you or someone you know is facing challenging times, Support Now is here to assist. To learn more or start a free registry, visit us at supportnow.org.